Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Money Watch ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, October 19th. And Mark, how are you contending with the uh, work being done in your building as New York comes roaring back and more specifically, lots of work being done in your building? It's sporadic at the moment. This wasn't uh, planned. They just actually knocked on the door this morning and said, uh, we have to do an emergency repair. So you're going to hear some banging and you're going to lose the water, but it should take two to three hours and then we'll be done. Oh, my. So I guess that you're going to have your your Peloton session a little bit delayed because if you have no water, then you can't shower. And I know you schwitz like crazy when you're on that bicycle. Yes. When I'm when I get off that bike, there is a legit puddle beneath me. Might you want to put a towel underneath or not? I have the mat, you know, the mat. I have the mat also, but I sometimes I'll put a towel down if I'm doing a 60 minute. I did a dentist ride this morning, uh, a power zone dentist ride. And I loved the music. It was great. But I I always like, there's always like a little saying that each of these instructors had that I feel like I steal, but I loved it because he kept saying, I advise you decide. And I feel like that could be a little bit of our mantra here, right? Like we're going to give you some advice. You're going to decide what to do with that advice. You know, for, for so much of the money conversations um, in our lives, I always feel like everyone wants a black and white answer. There really isn't. Oftentimes, there are many answers. We're trying to help you take the next best answer that works for you. So if you've got a question, it could be about your career. It could be about your uh, maybe your kid's education, and maybe it's about your retirement. Whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. The way to get in touch with us is to go to jillonmoney.com. That is our website. And there's a contact button in the upper right-hand corner. Click it. And then you'll be able to ask your question. Now, if you're willing to come on the air with us, that's even better. And Mark does all the work. And sometimes we make you download the newest version of Chrome. That's what happened to Jason. He's on the line from the mid-Atlantic, very um, general location that he's using. He, he, For all we know in the mid-Atlantic, Mark, he could be like a CIA agent. If yeah. there's a C- I would love that. He's a spook. He's a spook. Jason, welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm doing fine, doing fine. It's a good day here. All right. A little warm, of course. We're all complaining about that here on the East Coast as we record this. Jason, what's going on? How can we help you out? Yeah, so my my question and... Um, you know, as we kind of dive into this. Uh, so I was born and raised in uh, the middle U.S. on a, a farm. As it is right now, my grandmother, um, she just got put into an assisted living facility. And I uh, learned from my mother that the farmland, which is approximately 400 acres. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. 400 acres? What do they grow on that farm? Uh, all all uh, traditional uh, corn and soybeans. Got it. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. And so um, the 400 acres uh, is going to pass to uh, my generation, which is myself, uh, two siblings and two cousins. So there's five of us in my generation. And so the 400 acres will pass to us in a trust. And then my parents' generation, they will divvy up the uh, the proceeds of uh, the sale of the farm equipment and the house and, and everything in storage. And so- Okay, just one quick question about, so it's a yeah. generation skipping trust. So you guys are the beneficiaries of that trust. The parents, uh, the so the, the middle generation between your grandma and you guys, they get the equipment and all that, but they have no other residual interest in that generation skipping trust, right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Got it. Keep going. Sorry. Yep. So, um, so as it stands right now, there's about 400 acres. The current value uh, of that uh, farmland there is about $10,000 an acre. It's about $4 million total. Um, Thanks for doing the math for us, dude. Well, we're <laughs> keep, keeping the round numbers here you know, it, uh, <laughs> makes it a lot easier. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. $4 million. That's a lot. Yep. And so that, and as I said, that'll be split between five of us in my generation. Mm -hmm. As it stands right now, none of us in my generation are going to be taking over the family farm. None of us have an interest in actually going back and farming. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all that land will likely be rented out uh, to another farmer. The approximate rent um, would be about $250 per acre per year. There's no reason to sell it outright. So this is kind of a little bit of debate. It's it's very sentimental because it's attached to the the family farm. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's been in the family for about a hundred years, close to. Oh, my God. So, the, look at me asking like the, the brutalist question. Right? Well, and, and, can you get over that or not? Uh, so so I I really think it's uh, it's really important to have to talk about this because as you look at the changing landscape of a lot of folks who are. 40 or below who had their grandparents as farmers, you know, maybe it passed one generation, but I think there's a big change over the last few years or decade or so to what are the people who are younger than 40 going to do with this farmland once Mm -hmm. they're, once either their parents or their grandparents pass away, you know, overall, I kind of have two overarching questions. The first one would be, um, if one of my siblings or a cousin does want to sell their portion of land, um, mm-hmm. once my grandmother passes away, uh, would me and my wife be in a financial position to be able to purchase their share of it? And then the, the second overarching question is uh, just looking for your general advice on how do you deal with family members when you co-own a property particularly one where where you guys did not decide to go in on it together. You just kind of mm. are there together. And so just right. kind of looking for generalities from you. How do you deal with family members? Um, you know, some different uh, tips and tricks uh, mm-hmm. as we go forward. Do you guys have a copy of the trust document or not? 
I do not know. All of us um, live out of state from where the family farm is. And so mm-hmm. I have not actually seen it. I only heard from my my mother uh, when we were talking once my grandmother was in the assisted living facility. She's in great health and everything. And so I would probably expect her to still live a couple more years. At least she's 95 years old right now. So oh I expect her to live a couple more years. But no, it, this was just based off of a conversation um, that I had with my mom about how mm. it had been structured. Okay. And so there's three, you have two siblings and then there's two cousins. Is that what you said? Or is it the other yes. way around? Nope. That's okay. exactly right. And you get along with your siblings? Uh, yep. Yep. Get along with the siblings. And and, and how about and, the cousins? Uh, in general, get along with them. Are you in somewhat different circumstances in terms of financial capabilities? Yes. Describe that a little bit for me. Because that does actually changes the tenor of the conversation. So I'd say uh, one of my siblings and actually both of my siblings, uh, one's married, one is not married. Um, they both do pretty well financially. They're stable. Um, the one that's married has a couple of kids and, um, and so they're, they're very stable. You know, they don't necessarily show, I don't know how much money they have or make, but they don't show any outward signs of, you know, poor decision-making or fanciful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, their sibling, uh, he's single and um, does very well uh, working in the IT industry and uh, enjoys that. And so, so he's, he's, so pretty he's in well, good shape. Yep. So he's pretty, pretty well off. Um, mm-hmm. The two cousins, um, one cousin kind of works is, is married with a child um, works a little bit more of the low end, low end job, like outdoor, landscaping and uh, that kind yep. of stuff. Uh, Blue collarish guy. Yep. Right. Yeah, but, okay. but really enjoys it. And okay. And then the other, uh, my other cousin has a full-time job. Uh, his wife is mostly a stay-at-home wife. And so they, they live on the one income and, you know, they're doing okay, but not necessarily. Uh, Rolling in it. Yeah. And you, are you, uh, you said you're married. You have kids? Uh, we do. We have uh, three kids under the age of eight years old. How much do you guys make together? Uh, so right now we make approximately 175,000. I actually, uh, just last year prior to COVID, uh, left my full-time position. So I'm mostly a stay at home dad at this point. My wife makes about $145,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And then I am in, uh, the national guard. So I still have, uh, one more year. I'll retire from the national guard next year. Um, and so I make, uh, about $20,000 a year. Uh, doing my National Guard duties. Mm-hmm. And then we have about um, about $10,000 uh, that we sometimes pull from our taxable investments. How much do you have in taxable investments right now? Uh, in taxable investments, we have about $165,000. How about in retirement? Uh, so we have in our Roth accounts, we have $25,000. And then mm-hmm. uh, we each have a TSP account as military or, or federal employees. And then we have about 600,000 total in there. And um, as we look to the future, uh, so my military pension, since I'm National Guard, I wouldn't be able to uh, draw any money until I turn 59. But um, I would be looking at about $10,000 a year uh, starting at age 59. And my wife, uh, if she stays, so she's been uh, federal government almost 14 years uh, she stays till she uh, does 30 years in there, so another 16 years. We'd probably be looking at um, a conservative estimate of about sixty to $65,000 for her pension. Oh, that's good. How and, old are you guys? Uh, so I'm 38 and she's 34. And then in cash, we have uh, $40,000. 
And you guys own a home? Uh, we do own a home. Um, we have a mortgage of approximately $600,000 and mm-hmm. it's valued conservatively at about eight fifty, probably closer to $900,000. you are who's running the farm right now? Your parents? Uh, so and, my, and the sibling and, and parents, sibling or aunt, uncle? Yeah. So, yeah. So my, my uncle took over the farm. He is a traditional farmer. Um, he took over the farm and has been farming it uh, since my grandfather passed away about 10 years ago. He is going to be quitting farming in an, about two years. Um, he just is, He's going to give it two more years, and then he will probably just live in the house until my grandmother passes away, and then he'll mm-hmm. want to live. And my guess is he'll move to be closer to his son and family. Or, uh, does he, or does he have a wife, or is, is the uh, wife passed wife. away? Yep, yep, he does he, have a wife. Okay. He's attached to the farm, and he is who to you? Is it your mom's brother? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So obviously it wouldn't be as if you could sort of, I'm just sort of imagining that like that generation, your uncle and your mom are attached to this, you know, their mom's still alive. They don't see it like in the sort of brutalist, it is an asset. Is it working well for us or not? Right. And, yeah. and so I'm just, okay. So now here's a question I have for you on this $4 million property. Is there a mortgage that's outstanding on it or not? No, it's all, it's okay. all paid for. Free and clear. Yep. Um, Obviously, you know, if you could get 250 bucks an acre, which I think is a hundred grand a year about ish, right? Then you'd split that five ways, right? That's correct. Yep. So I want you to think about this for a second with me. In your life, it's sort of like, oh, it's nice, but it's not, that would not be life changing for you, right? I mean, you would be getting 20 grand a year, very nice, but you know, it wouldn't make something big or change your life in any yep. meaningful way, right? Yeah, that's fair correct. enough. Yep. Okay, it may be you know that twenty grand a year for you know your sibling who's married with kids, like twenty grand a year, might be like, hey, that's awesome because that puts money into my kid's five twenty nine plan, or your cousin with a kid. That could be helpful, but not it's not a game changer. However. a year is meaningful and a life changer for many of the people involved in this, I think. Don't you? Yep. Yep. I I mean, that's, that's a huge, that's a big number. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. I think when I look at the situation, I, I'm not really, it's not that I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't want to believe that you have, you're entitled to, you know, actually make this decision or anything. But it's like, it's, it, this is really life-changing money for some of you. I think you should treat it as such because there is an honoring of what this generation has created for you, your grandma's generation and also your uncle. But then there's also the reality, which is they didn't work their asses off 
so that two generations down could be struggling and not get assistance in a meaningful way. Would you think that's a fair way to put it? Do you feel yep. like that's sort of okay to say that? Yes. Yep. I would agree with that. Okay. So if you think about it, like in just how does this asset work for you? Think about this. If I had an $800,000 investment and it threw off 20 grand a year, how'd I feel about that? You'd be like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think if we're going to have these kinds of conversations, I think that the conversation has to be a family conversation, like the five of you, the parents, and everybody be honest that you really look at this in a way that is, you know, how would this change my life, right? You know, first of all, nothing's happening for two years anyway, right? And your uncle's going to keep running it. But I do think having these kinds of conversations now does make sense. My tip or my advice around having this conversation would be to potentially have it with the estate attorney who drafted the trust, who could help kind of talk about it. Like, okay, explain to us what happens, like when grandma dies, like what, like physically what happens? You know, they'll say, you know, well, this is what happens. The trust is here. This is what goes on. Okay. And then you can just sort of go down and do kind of what I did. All right. If we were to rent it, how does that get distributed? Well, it gets one fifth, one fifth, one fifth. And that's, we, we do that. And what are the implications if we were to sell it? And you should just ask the question, like, what are the tax implications? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a tax implication that doesn't give you $800,000. It gives you $500,000. I'm just making this up. I don't know. But you should know what are the tax implications. And then you can judge just how well that asset is working for each one of you. And then you have to make a decision together. Unfortunately, with a trust, like you're in it together, gang. I'm just going to go on the record saying I think it's a terrible idea for you to buy anyone out because now you're going to what you're going to do is you're going to saddle the property with a mortgage and then it is going to, you know, it might help you generally just to make the asset work better. But you don't want to run this thing. You don't want to do this. As you said, the industry is changing. I don't think you want to do that. And I don't think you want to pull money out of your accounts to do so. Mark, do you agree with that? Yeah, I was just going to ask Jason, like, I don't know anything about farmland. What is, how does it usually appreciate? Do you see it becoming more and more valuable down the line? Um, yes. So I, I do think it will appreciate. You know, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, it, you know, it's not going to get bought out by a developer. Uh, it's not going to come into homes. So it won't necessarily do that. But I would say it would definitely appreciate, you know, probably not year over year um, because it tends to ebb and flow with the prices of corn and soybeans and, and how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, I think when, when they bought the land, most of it, um, some of it was, you know, almost a hundred years ago, but another chunk of it was about 20 some years ago. I mean, I think they paid about a hundred and some dollars per acre. And so, Mm. you know, now over 20 years, we're at $10,000 an acre. So I do see it appreciating, but uh, probably at about a level of inflation, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a, maybe a 3% per year of keeping the value. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a tough one. I think it's going to be hard to hang on to it. Not because, you know, not even just because it doesn't work. I think it's because of the situation with all five of you. Because okay. I could see a situation where, let's just pretend it was just you and your single brother who owned this property, right? Yep. And it's just the two of you. And you're like, okay, neither of us, yeah, sure, we'd like the money, but we just like, we're not ready to do it. Let's collect some income for a while, you know, and then 
we'll we'll get a bigger chunk when we sell it. Like that's one thing. But when you have two or three of the people involved who are in very different financial situations, my I guess my view is that you make a decision based on the person who has the least means, not the ones who have the most means. It may be, by the way, that, you know, I'm misreading the whole situation. Maybe your cousin who is, you know, the landscape guy is like, I don't need that money. I'm fine. If I just had 20 grand a year, that'd be great. And everybody is happy with that. Or maybe that's what they want to do in the interim. But you got to have the conversation. That's what I think you have to do. Jason, which way are you in? He wants to keep this property forever and buy everyone out and be like, you know, gentleman farmer owner from out of state, right? Uh, that I, is actually exactly right. I don't thank know how you. you do that, but yes, mm-hmm. you are correct. I know. Um, I know. But, I could smell that a, mi- a mile away. <laughs> um, but w- so then if we do, so say, you know, we did decide then to sell the property in several years from now, everybody kind of came to an agreement that we were going to sell it. So um, how do we handle, right, a, a chunk of change of $800,000 to us? If we did decide to do that, um, once everything clears and we have that, think, what, what should we do with that? If this happened right now, here's what I would ask. Do you have, do you have 529 accounts for your kids? Uh, no, we do not. Let's just pretend it happened this second. You and your wife sit down and you say, okay, what's our game plan? You know, your wife is going to stick around and uh, stay in her job because I am not giving up that 60 grand a year. There's no way. So she's got to work for 14 more years. Sorry. But she's young, right? She said, you said she was 34, right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So so all she has to do is kind of make it to 50. Oh, by the way, with your military pension or her government pension, will you get health care also? Yes. Great. So you get that and that's great. And so what I would say is that, you know, that the, the operating game plan would be that happens, right? But what that $800,000 would do, if I, if I had that in my hands and I were in your situation, is that I would fully fund three 529 plans, 500 grand in your taxable account. And now that taxable account is what? It is your supplemental retirement account. It is the money on which you would be able to draw from to supplement your military pension, her government pension, and live your lives. So you know what I would say to you? That 800 grand, I know it's like it would be nice to be gentleman farmer in the mid-Atlantic from afar. But what if I said to you that 800 grand is your get out of jail free card? That is the card that allows you to basically do whatever you want at age 50 for your wife's 50 and never look back. That seems like a pretty amazing legacy that grandma leaves to me. I think that that's where I would go. Mark, do you have a different opinion? No, I'm with you, but I think the emotions, uh, you know, throw a little wrinkle into this. I know. How am I going to, what can I do? What can I do to make it better for you? Grandma just paid for all three college educations. Yes. We can just like, and you like explain that to your kids. Like you can say like, okay, grandma, here's grandma's 800, here's uh, grandma's 400 acres and you go visit and it's nice. And then you give them actually the lasting legacy, which is here's grandma's legacy, your three college educations, your future earnings that are so much higher, mom and dad's financial security, which will get passed on to you. It's actually a great way to think of it. Um, I had not thought of it that way. And I, I do like that of, you know, kind of that security in the taxable account of knowing once my wife turns 50 and, you know, we can do sort of whatever we want to. The the big hang up, I think, is what Mark said, which is the, the emotional part. And if my parents and our cousin's parents are all still alive, 
you know, navigating the emotions of if the kids did decide to sell, even if we all decided to sell that, what, what do the, the three that grew up on the farm, you know, who put mm-hmm. in the, the hard work, what do they think of, you know, a year after grandma dies, all the kids sell it, take the money and, uh, you know, there is no more farm. So, but you have to sell it. Like I want to be in on that conversation. You're not selling it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I really, I do think that the legacy is not the physical thing. The legacy is what is built over time and what that legacy can deliver to future generations. I don't know what it's like to be a farmer. I have no idea. Like I'm a, that's about as far from my life as I could imagine. I know that we all can get attached. If you can change the way you all think about this in terms of what is the lasting legacy of what previous generations have done, I think that's kind of the the beauty of where you are right now. I think that's the that's the transition I would hope to make for you guys. Yeah, I, I appreciate that a lot. Yep, yeah, a different way of looking at it and um, it definitely brings some value to what, what, what it would look like if we did sell it and, and, and how that could change, uh, you know, my generation, but also our, our kids' generation as well. You are in um, very good financial shape yourselves. So I wish you the best of luck. Keep in touch. Let us know how it goes. Maybe you're just going to play this episode. First, play it for your wife and see how she reacts to it. And then maybe play it for the single brother. And see how he reacts to it. And then let's go like maybe one by one. You can just say like, you know, I've been thinking about this. Just start with your own siblings. Let's not go with the cousins yet because I'm not sure. I don't want to go crazy yet. And tell me what you think, okay? Okay. All right. We'll we'll do. Well, thank you very much. Even if you don't have 400 acres, uh, we still want to hear from you. Just go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button. And we'll get your note. And if you want to actually come on the air, see how great that conversation was? That that would have been a much different conversation if we didn't have Jason live on the air with us. Then just let us know. And you can follow Eye on Money wherever you find your favorite podcast. So listen, Mark, he's the executive producer, Mark Delercio. We are distributed by CBS. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Lift someone up today and know that our mantra is curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Darce. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. podcasts. 
a story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.